This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. We'll know when individual Republicans are serious about cutting spending when they start talking about wars as spending issues. Now that potential presidential hopeful Haley Barber is making noise about the costs and benefits of our protracted war in Afghanistan, is he taking a serious look at federal spending or just reading the tea leaves? Christopher Preble, Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Haley Barber is a believed to be one of the uh, smartest political strategists on the Republican side, and he may run for president. He, uh, on the heels of a Washington Post poll that showed that support is dwindling and declining at a more rapid rate, Mm -hmm. Uh, the war in Afghanistan now, 64% of Americans say the war hasn't been worth it, uh, which is different than the saying we should leave or we should stay. Uh, the war overall hasn't been worth it. Right. Haley Barber comes out and says we need to draw down uh, more quickly than we have. So right. what is his calculation? Well, I think it's impossible to know, you know, with complete precision, but it would be uh, wise to infer that this political strategist is reading the tea leaves and saying even among Republicans, even among self-described conservatives, the war is increasingly unpopular. Um, some polls show that perhaps uh, a half, uh, as much as a half of conservatives are basically concluding what he has. And it's interesting how he framed it. It's what's the mission in Afghanistan? The mission, if it is the mission, if the mission is to hunt al-Qaeda, you don't need 100,000 troops to do that, which is what I've been saying for a long time. And he fixes on the fact that we're not hunting al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. We're trying to build a functioning nation state. Um I think that that is a message that is worrisome to conservatives. That is, nation building is in general not well supported by conservatives for obvious reasons. It does not fit with their ideology about how government is supposed to work. It is not um, consistent even with ideas about how government works here in the United States, let alone how it works in a country 8,000 miles away or whatever. Um, I think the other kind of crass political calculation is if all of the people who you are running against say the war in Afghanistan is worth it. I don't care what the American people at large say because I'm catering to a subset of that populace to get a nomination. If all of them are falling over themselves to double down or triple down in Afghanistan, he could ride in, presumably, and capture the opinion of those who are not on board with that mission. Um, it's a little complicated because there are a few other people who get a little bit less attention in the mainstream media who have a similar message. Uh, people like Ron Paul or Gary Johnson or perhaps even Governor Mitch Daniels from Indiana if he chooses to run. But I think it's true that among the leading contenders, Barber is, is the most, you know, the highest profile and, as you note at the outset, recognized as a, a very wise political strategist. My initial thinking was, well, he's betting on what this poll number is going to look like six months from now. Uh, And it also seems like a lot of Republicans, uh, once the reins of the Pentagon were handed from George Bush to Barack Obama, uh, the Republican support for the war in Afghanistan dropped pretty markedly. It did. Um, There's still stronger support for the war among Republicans than among Democrats. Um, And, you know, I think that is all kind of all of us have been kind of waiting for when is partisanship going to do its job which is to actually have a you know 
a functioning opposition party that that does not just uh, rubber stamp any operation that comes out of the Pentagon. Um, I, I think you know, leave the politics aside. I think it, the it, the American people are simply reflecting a kind of wisdom that that is sadly lacking here in Washington. It's just the the hubris of p- policymakers here in Washington. They're the smartest people in the room. They're always the smartest people in the room, and there's always a solution to a problem overseas uh, if you just you know, apply enough brain power and money and will. And I think a lot of Americans look at that and just say, well, there is <laughs> there's something to be said for American ingenuity and kind of stick to But there's also something to be said for just arrogance and stupidity and obstinance. Uh, there's a lot of other words to describe what we're doing, which is to continually just hold on to this mission, even when the costs vastly outstrip the benefits we're likely to derive. And as you and I have talked about before, uh, making this conservative case uh, for uh, ending these wars that the United States is involved in uh, depends in part on the ability of conservatives to make this kind of spending a spending issue. Right. Um, obviously, the wars are expensive. The argument for those who who defend the war in Afghanistan and continue to defend the war in Iraq say that had we not spent this money, we would inevitably have to spend more money later. Um, as you know, I'm a historian. I hate the word inevitably. Nothing is inevitable. Things are based on people who make choices. Some choices are wise. Some choices are stupid. Um, but there is nothing that says that the United States, if we do not create a functioning nation state in Afghanistan in 2012 or 2014 or 2016, that we will be inevitably obligated to do so 10 or 20 or 30 years from now. It's just absurd. I think we should at least leave open the possibility that he, he is not truly committed to drawing down military spending per se. He says he is, but of course, Republicans have said they're in favor of cutting other forms of spending and haven't done that either. Um, and so I do think the devil's in the details a little bit. There's also part of me that says very cynically that the war that's being fought in Afghanistan, like the war in Iraq, is a very ground-intensive war, a conventional conflict, very heavy on the Army and Marine Corps. And Haley Barber comes from a state that still builds ships. Uh, and so I think we've always predicted that there would be more competition among the services it has not yet materialized, but we know that it's kind of under the radar screen. And so I think that that also partly explains why uh, Haley Barber, perhaps sooner than others, has come to the realization that this war is not worth it. Christopher Preble is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.